is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Alex Joseph Grayson, and we cover a little bit of everything from recognizing opportunity to his previous voiceover work, COVID theater, Girl from the North Country, and Parade. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Alex Joseph Grayson. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me in person, Alex Joseph Grayson. Alex, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this in person. Me too. I don't think I've done one in person. Oh, I have one since we've come back to the city from the pandemic. Okay, well, cool. Mostly everything's been over Zoom or online, so it's different wow. conversation. Yes. When we're looking at each other in the same room. I know. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. No. I can't lie about anything. Uh, we'll see. You're returning to the show. You were here April 2020. We talked about everything from birth till that moment. Wow. Uh, I'd love to cover a little bit of what's happened since April 2020 till now. Um, I understand prior to this, we were talking about it, uh, career and life in phases. Yes. And I'd love to, you know, jump into what's upcoming on Broadway Parade for you, the musical, the revival. Yes. And all of the little kind of steps personally and professionally that have kind of led up to where we are now. Yeah. So what is this, what is this thought process on life and career phases? Well, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a military brat and my my whole childhood was moving around, changing schools, changing neighborhoods, states, communities. Uh, and with that, you know, it, it was very much learning the lay of the land, uh, meeting new people, understanding how people in these these communities that were new to me, how they talked to each other, yeah. what that language was like. What, what the acceptable behaviors were. And, and that came out of uh, just wanting to really survive. Uh, so I, I think that was very early training. And the way that I've really proceeded through my career up to this point is um, every time I get a new job, uh, every time, uh, you know, time passes this industry that we're in, it changes a little bit. And I have to really look around and see, you know, how how have the rules changed? How with the work that I've done um, and the relationships that I've built, um, how how has my value uh, increased or diminished? You know, where do I where do I fit? Does the old model work anymore? Um, what what is the what is the path of least resistance now? What is 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 it important to follow the path of least resistance? So it's just, it's just been for me a lot of like finding, you know, what, if there's a problem, I'm, I'm a problem solver. And I think my, if you ask me, what is my greatest talent as a performer? It is actually recognizing opportunities. Hmm. It, it, if there was one thing I could, I could point out, it's, it's recognizing opportunities. And, um, I mean, that goes back to, when we first moved to New York and we were, we were coming into the city to audition, um, Disney cruise line. Uh, I, I was looking on backstage.com and I saw that breakdown for the, the lion King singer and it was African American male, um, twenties fit, excellent singer, strong mover. And I was like, 
that's my reflection. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my reflection. I have to make sure I show up for that audition. And I went there and sure enough, I booked it because it was one of those sort of like recognized opportunities, path of least resistance. Uh, and I, I, it was sort of a competitive situation because there, there are other people that saw that and showed up, but working in that way where it's like, okay, all of everything points to me needing to be there to take advantage of this opportunity. And I've just sort of, I've continued to do that. Uh, and with the shutdown in 2020, I had been, I had been on tour with Once on this Island and that was an amazing experience. We shut down everything. I was with my now fiance in uh, Nashville, Tennessee with nothing really to do. So I was like, okay, I still have this creative juice. I still have all of this, uh, these skills and everything. I can't do what I've been doing, sort of just tirelessly auditioning for things and, and always looking for a new job opportunity. So I was like, okay, let me get into voiceover. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And I learned everything that I could learn in that time and I got all the equipment and I built a recording studio. And then when I started auditioning daily for all of this voiceover work, which I, I didn't book very much of, I got in the habit of doing a lot of uh, cold reads, like every single day, uh, breaking down the script very, very quickly too. Like getting a script and being like, okay, uh, the only way I'm gonna sort of book anything is with high volume submissions. So trying to pick like, 10 auditions a day. Mm. Uh, voiceover.com is where I was, I was looking at. They just post a bunch of voiceover auditions that are non-union and they, you know, sometimes you'll have high paying gigs that are like a thousand bucks and a lot of lower stuff that's like 300, but it's, it, you can kind of rack those things up and, and make a good amount of money, but it was more so than anything good auditioning practice. And what I was realizing is I could, get to a point where I, I could cold read anything and I was so comfortable with looking at the screen and giving it everything and quickly marking down the script. And then what happened is there were auditions for uh, theater that started to pop up uh, because it was coming back and people were trying to find a way. And Camelot at uh, Oslo Rep that audition came through and I was like, oh my God, are we doing, we're actually doing theater? There's there's no uh, vaccine for COVID-19. We're, mm. Somehow we're gonna do theater. And I got this audition and it was like the first opportunity I had to do a cold read on camera mm. and use these skills that I had outside of the audition room. I didn't have to deal with anybody behind the table and I could just kind of use use all of that uh all of my acting chops that I had developed in over the past few years and just be in my own space and I ended up booking that show and it was sort of I I accredit it to that comfort level that repetition of really being at work with text and and still continuing to do the thing that I had been doing pre-shutdown but now because I was channeling it into uh, a, a new 
phase of being as as an actor with no stage, just auditioning for voiceover work. I was getting practice and I was I was building a new skill. And what I didn't realize is now at home auditions, uh, self-tape submissions was going to be the new thing. Right. So I was really preparing for a whole new phase of the industry. And I ended up doing that. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, be able to move back to New York shortly after I, I did this production of Camelot at Oslo Rep. Um, I moved back to New York with my fiance and we, we kind of started, you know, submitting for a lot of things. I ended up doing another show at the old globe. We did hair there. And while I was at hair, I got another chance to do another self tape and do my, use my cold reading skills, which I felt like it was felt like it was cheating, but it was a new method of auditioning. Uh, and I, I booked Broadway. I booked girl from the North country from a self tape cold read I had the lines right there on the other side of the camera and I'm like wow this this has to be cheating I didn't remember <laughs> I didn't memorize this I'm just I I just did, made my little notes and I'm I'm just playing around in here yeah and that I guess was good enough for whoever whatever casting director looked at that tape so um, fast forward to winter of 2021 I'm back on Broadway for the second time at the height of this Omicron surge, which was like the scariest time ever to be on a stage. But um, yeah, it was it was just me sort of not even like I wasn't even thinking about like being on Broadway or anything. It was that wasn't really like a goal at the time. It was sort of like we're, we're back to work. Theater is happening unbelievably. But here's a here's a new way of doing things a new way of applying skills be not being in my head at all because it's like, okay, I get to go do my work, my audition work sort of independently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't have to go into the room and, and greet everybody and navigate different, uh, personality types behind the table. Um, and it was just, it, it was really cool to sort of find that, uh, new way of being out of, the pandemic, which was a really, really tough time. Uh, so, it, you know, 2020 was, was tough for a lot of people and it was tough for me, but it was also a great opportunity to bear down, develop new skills and, um, really strengthen, uh, w the artistic groundwork that was pre-existing for me. You said when you got back to the city, <clears throat> it wasn't your goal to be on Broadway. What did you have goals at that moment? Uh, at that time, I knew that things would be, the work was there. And I, I knew that I always did best when I was surrounded by the energy of people doing similar things that it's where, it's where the artists are. It's where the actors, the musicians are here in New York and there was something important about that vicinity to where things are happening the vicinity to Broadway um, I needed to feel like I was surrounded by that hmm. um, you living in New York City you've got built-in exercise every day just walking to the train and I think that was that was really really important I was in Nashville for the better part of the year of in 2020 and while that was wonderful, 
whenever we left the house, it was a drive. Yeah. And that felt that felt pretty limiting because it's like if if you're not driving, you're stuck at home or you you walk through the neighborhood and that's pretty much it. This living in New York just provides so much mobility. Uh, although it's a very small area, we we have so many things in this small space. I I love being able to get from point A to point B uh, on my own without a vehicle and being being close to people creating art and also auditioning and just it, it's got it's got an energy that I know I need to surround myself with and it's been sorry you got something. no go for it I was gonna say um, going back to learning about theater being an actor uh, it was really really important to me that I was surrounded by people that were doing the things that I wanted to do or at least were interested in doing the things that I wanted to do and, you know that's like our relationship uh, it, it, it's been so fundamental because making a shift from the mindset the general mindset at a school like SUNY Fredonia where it's like okay we're here we're trying to get into the show we want the professors to like us you know that is, while that is something that is very prevalent over there and sort of the normal way of being, it's not necessarily a way of being that will serve an artist or uh, an, an actor who wants um, longevity in their professional career mm. because none of that stuff matters once you get out of there. And I, I was lucky enough to be around you and some other people that were, were interested in sort of transcending that, that culture. And it has just been, it's been so important to really continue to cultivate these, these relationships and surround myself with people that are really raising the bar on like what's, what is possible and revealing more possibility. You have a wonderful drive and using your resources mm. of who you know to get to where you want to go which is a wonderful balance between that, what it, this is a wonderful balance, <laughs> using your resources and actually showing up early mm. and being good, <laughs> being exceptional, right? I'm curious what the journey was between North Country and Into the Woods and how those dots connect. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, speaking in, speaking in phases, uh, when I got, when I got to Broadway for the second time, uh, it was as a swing and being a swing, it's, it's such an important job because this is live theater and we're, this, these are human beings using their bodies and you never know what is going to cause a human being to not be able to use their body. And once that happens, you know. The, as they say, the show must go on. Uh, for the show to actually go on, you need another human being to step into their place. It's it's absolutely necessary. If you don't have that in place, you don't have the show. And then, however much money uh, that that night at the theater is worth is is gone, right? So they're extremely value valuable, and unfortunately, we have this systemic problem of uh, 
oppressing those people and treating them like crap. Uh, and I've, I've done the job that my Broadway debut was as a swing and I know that it's tough and I didn't really know about it until I did it. And it made me realize that that is not, that's not for me. That's not really my skill set. It doesn't really allow me to be as, as creative and collaborative as I need to be. And I just know you know, that, that second time I did it, it was 2021 and it was a great opportunity to, to make some good money, to be on Broadway again and to be around a bunch of brilliant actors. And I, I did that. And I also knew that signing up for that job as a swing meant low visibility. Uh, when people come to see the show, people that are outside of the industry, your, your normal, uh, theater goer, civilians, civilians, <laughs> um, the, the way sure. that the way that PR and press and everything works, um, supporting cast members are not front and center. It's the production is not going to do the work for the actor. If you're, if you're somebody who is, you're trying to raise your value. If, if your product is, I'm at, I'm the actor and you're trying to raise the the stock of that value, it's not going to go up on its own just by you being a supporting actor in a Broadway show. There's extra work that has to be done because all of the PR and press is around the, the names above the title. So uh, I had to immediately think to myself, this is my second time in the swing position. What um, what can I take advantage of? What value can I take away from this? And I started making lists and lists and, and brainstorming. And I was like, Oh, I think I can get a, a different agent. And I did that. And I, I went through a list of casting directors that had cast me in shows. And I, I reached out and I said, Hey, I'm looking to make a shift and they got back to me and they helped me get some meetings and sure enough i got a new talent agent who i was very very happy with and the reason for that shift is because my original agent who i thought was was very good uh i think it was just a, a mismatch of my offerings and the relationships that they had sure so uh it was it was time for a shift after six years and <laughs> and i made it and it it was an immediate difference in the type of um auditions that came in and i i was just like whoa things things seem to be changing overnight and we were as soon as the relationship started i was like okay um if I could, if I could make that shift and and see a positive return, I think now let me really take advantage of making the most of this relationship. Mm. And then it was like the first month of being with that agent. Um, it was it was all about team meetings, um, letting them know like, hey, 
these are all the people that have cast me in the past. I have good relationships with with these people. I've been in final callbacks for this show and this show and this show. And I've ran into I ran into this person on on the street. I was trying to give them a full profile. Mm-hmm. I I was just working from a place of trying to without offending them. And you know, I obviously agents are they they are masters of relationships and and that's where their their value is talking to people and opening doors for for actors to go in there and give their best work or or maybe not have to do any work at all just being themselves and going into meetings mm-hmm. but um i wanted to be um as fully understood as possible with this with this new rep and with that those constant meetings as if we were actually operating as a team all these things started coming in, and I said very, very, very early on, I'm I'm not going to do any swing stuff. Um, I've been here, you know, six, seven, seven years, and uh, I I think I can be in a, a, a lead in a Broadway show. Mm. I mean, it seems like as long as I'm I have the audition, I'm making it to finals. Mm. So that on paper that looks like I need to be in these situations. Mm. So like let's do figure out whatever we have to do to make that happen. And we were having those conversations and it did start happening quite a bit. Uh, and here, you know, here we are now. Right. Right. Was that, um, did that conversation happen after into the woods? Um, during or before, before. Okay. So into the woods, into the woods, about into the woods. Uh, (laughs) What year is it? It's 2023, 2022. Uh, 2022 is when Into the Woods started. I I don't even know what I was doing. Okay, 2022 was a very, very wild year career-wise because I didn't know what was going to happen after Girl from the North Country closed. Girl from the sure. North Country closed, like, I, I want to say it was like December 28th, 2021. Uh, and I was like, okay, great. Um, everything's closing down, whatever. That's just the way it is. Omicron's bad. Shows will be back up, but everybody has to get this thing. Um, they have to give us a new booster and then we can move on and figure out a way to, you know, continue to work. And we did. And then at the beginning of 2022, it was like random gigs started creeping in. I was doing reading after reading after reading. And I was like, how... How do these people know who I am? Yeah. But it was my my agent doing really good work, um, and it was like little things piecing together. I did this um, five week workshop in the spring for a show that I I really hope ends up making it to Broadway, which was so I, I you know I had mixed feelings about it and you know how much I was being utilized, uh, but it was a it was like that perfect job to to just give me an opportunity to be creative, to be challenged and have a, have a paycheck. Uh, and it was, it was like that happened and a bunch of other little gigs. And then my fiance, she got an appointment from her agent for into the woods on Broadway. And we had already heard about it at city center and it was a big hit. And I was like, Oh my God, Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Sarah Bareilles has taken over. This is cool. I mean, obviously I, I couldn't go see the show cause it was sold out immediately. Um, 
but then I, you know, I was coming to Broadway. My fiance had this audition and I was like, wow, that'd be, that'd be cool. And I, I told her, if you get this job, I have to, you have to bring me to opening night and I want to meet Brian Darcy James. I got it. I have to meet this guy. Uh, and she was like, okay, whatever. Let's, let's see if I get it. The next day, like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., I got a call from my agent that was like, hey, I just um, I just need to know, this is an availability check for uh, Into the Woods on Broadway, It and I just want to preface it with, it is an understudy track. It's an understudy track, but it's a limited run, and I know we've said no to this, because I was very clear about not doing that anymore. Like, I, w- I was done. And uh, like, you know, limited run, with stars it's a it's gonna be a really big deal i know we said no i just want to see if you're if you're available and i was like yeah okay all right yes let's it's a limited run brian darcy james that's all i need to know (laughs) who else oh gavin creel Uh, joshua henry okay yeah great patina miller okay okay and then he was like, okay, great. Uh, I'll call you back. And I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know. Availability check. Uh, am I, I have to learn Sondheim. Uh, I don't know. Um, fast forward an hour and a half. I get a call from, a call back from my agent. And he's like, uh, hey, Alex, uh, you're going to be in Into the Woods on Broadway. And Required like, no audition. <laughs> that was the offer. Same day. Yeah. And I, I told uh, Mickey, my fiance, I told her, uh, I just booked, <laughs> just booked the show you're auditioning for. And uh, it was just one of those situations where I realized, okay, this is, this, is a, this is happening because of the relationship that my rep has and plus the reputation that I have. And I was able to, they were able to submit some footage of me. Uh, somebody looked at my resume and they were satisfied with that. But it it was truly a pile up of this sort of consistent uh, needling, if you will, just, just sort of staying in there. Um, because, it, you know, they could have called anybody. But uh, it, it was great. And I didn't want to be in that understudy position, but that show was super duper rewarding. And then it was like much, way beyond a limited run. It, it, it yeah. was like the the show of the summer, which was amazing and so educational and so amazing to be around all of these people. And uh, yeah, and we, we got to rehearse for a week at New York City Center before we moved into the rehearsal studio. And that was the first time that I saw the billboard for Parade. And I saw, oh my God, oh Ben Platt in Parade, oh Michael Arden, wow, that'll be cool. I well, won't be you already available. Him. Yeah, from uh, Once on the Island. Once on the Island. Well, he directed me in Once on the Island, which is interesting because it brings us back to this relationship thing. Sure, as we as we inevitably talk about Parade and how these relationships are so connected. Yeah, it's more than just you know, it's more than just being good. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. 
You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore entertainmentx underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.